Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Abraham Joseph Jenifuja welcoming you to today's episode of the Voice of the VIP. How are you doing? And how are you feeling? And what are you thinking? Uh, if you're like me, I'm thinking of things that I would love to accomplish in the future, you know, like um, being uh, well known as the VIP, as the voice of the VIP, as being well known as the uh, creator of the VIP concept, a vision, intent, and purpose. Uh, being well known as the author of the VIP Christian, you know, and you know, being being able to uh, have time freedom, have money freedom, have um, you know, an ongoing way in which I add value to the world uh, on different levels. Uh, have an academy like a school where people go and learn about things that would make the world a better place to live. Uh, like being a philanthropist, you know, being able to give money to uh, causes that I'm passionate about. Um, like being able to travel, you know, by train, you know, go to, you know, nice places and enjoy life uh, by having you know, close relationship with people that I love, that people I like to travel with and things like that. You know, so I'm thinking about those things and I'm sure you are also thinking about that too. Um, you know, there's something there in the future that we would love to accomplish. And, you know, uh, some of us, we live there, you know, but the reality is that we are not there yet, okay? We are not there yet. We are still in a place where we are trying to put things together uh, so that we can get there. Uh, so I don't know about you. You know, what are you thinking about for future, uh, for family, in education? If you're a leader in the education or you're a leader in the business or you're a leader in, um, uh, you know, in the religious space, you know, if you're a leader in the government, you know, what are your aspirations what, what what motivates you for the future and what are you motivate motivated towards you know those questions are legitimate questions in the hearts and mind of people because that's how God created us God created us to do great better, greater things in life you know uh, God's name is you know, it informs us as to where we came from. You know, when you look at the world, when you look at the, the sun and the moon and the stars and everything that God has created, you know, there's a power behind them. You know, there, there's energy behind them because they, 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 are, they, are, they, are, they are well sustained. You know, the sun and the moon and the stars, they, they are all well sustained. Um, the weather patterns the reproductive system and all the things that God has created, you know, they are well sustained, which means that God thought about all those things before he said, let there be light. God didn't just create the world, you know, from his whims. No, God in his own eternal glory, you know, created something that reflects the beauty of his glory. Okay, naturally speaking. 
And then he made us in his own image, we humans. In his own image, in the sense that we can also create. We have passion for creativity. We have passion for something that reflects, you know, the beauty that's attractive, that's persuasive, you know. Um, you know, that, that we can, you know, yes, monetize in our own space and enjoy as long as we are continuing making the world a better place to live. So that is, you know, a, a legitimate way for us to think because we were created that way. We have to have vision for the future, you know. But at the same time, we know that we are not there yet. We have this present moment we were living at. And there's a gap between where we want to go and where we are right now. Okay? So everything we do in life is motivated by that vision that we have. Some of us, we are not able to describe it because we are just so, you know, consumed by the affairs of the moment that we are so focused on the details of working out the present moment that we don't have time to look at the future and even, you know, be encouraged about the direction that we are going because, you know, there's so many things clamoring for our attention and we don't have enough energy. By the time we finish dealing with today's demands, you know, it's time to go home. It's time to go home and sleep and have dinner, have very few, you know, amount of time to even relay with the family and then off the bed we go and then get wake up the following morning and do the same thing over and over and over and over again okay and then to finish the week to look at the paycheck that the paycheck is already gone it's already spent on something that we already incurred before the week before even earn the money and if we are well disciplined that we don't buy things that we don't we don't have money for, by the time we earn the money, those things are waiting for us to pay for. So whether we spend the money before or whether we spend the money after, what is left is not much. And so a lot of us are in that crazy cycle of working, incoming. You know, pain, death, and all those things just surrounds us. But that's not what God intends for us to be all the time. God wants us to break off from that cycle and enjoy, you know, the things that He has created and prepared for us to enjoy. So this is true on an individual level. It is true on a family level. It's true on education. It's true on family and, and, and business and government. Every single of those entities, we all have the vision for the future. There's no government who doesn't have a vision for the future for its citizens. There's no business who doesn't have a forecast for the future. There's no family who doesn't have a forecast for, its children, for the children and you know their, their, their future and things like that. There's no church or any other place of worship that does not have a future purpose for their member of their congregation. There is also a gap between those futures and where we are right now. So the question of life is how are we navigating that gap? You know, or how are we are we are we are we discontent enough 
to want to get out of this crazy cycle I described before. Because life is not fun there. You know, life is not fun in the crazy cycle. It depletes our energy. It depletes our, our, our joy. It depletes our ability to relate with people. It just depletes, you know, even having recreation, things like that. It depletes them. So there's no life in the crazy cycle. Okay? And when a society in all those five spaces I described is having difficulty getting out of the crazy cycle, some things happen. Okay? That are a result of not knowing how to get out of that crazy cycle. Because, in my own opinion, that's, that's where the world is in today. Yes, there may be some who are very much, you know, wealthy and advanced, and they are actually fulfilling their dreams. They are, you know, making the money. They are doing exactly what they have always wanted to do, and they have worked for it. Okay? They have worked for it. They took risk in their lives, and they deserve to be rewarded that way. But there are very few of them. Okay, there's about eighty percent of the world population that are still in that crazy cycle, in in a shadow of the wealth that is out there, and in in in, in that crazy cycle of the eighty percent, we are groping in the dark to find out where things are, and the question then is. How content are we in that space of that shadow? How are we going to lay a foundation for the future generation not to live in that shadow? What is going to inform us as to where we need to go and how we need to do it? If there is no answer to those questions and we continue to live in that shadow, well, there's going to be scarcity, number one. The first thing is going to be scarcity of everything, of money, of jobs, okay, of, of relationship, good quality relationship. It's going to be, there's going to be scarcity. Because when there's scarcity of money, of wealth, people then, you know, kind of, you know, retreat to protecting themselves and their family. So a line of vision just just drawn right there. And when we have that kind of divisions in the society because of lack of money, lack of wealth, you know, lack of prosperity, lack of peace, lack of profit, and things like that, because they are so scarce, we all retreat in that so that small enclosure or that enclave for ourselves. We separate ourselves from people because we want to hoard. We want to we want to keep the little that we have. We want to keep it so that it can it can last longer until next time we can have money to buy more. And when we're in that space of hoarding and divide ourselves from the public, then we become so sensitive to others who, you know, we feel that they are threatening us to take the little that we have. And so from scarcity, you, you have, you know, kind of a suspicion. 
you know, and the root because there's no enough wealth, enough money to go around. So lack of wealth, scarcity, hoarding, and then division and suspicion. And then from suspicion, what is going to happen? Misunderstanding. We misunderstand the other person's motive for whatever they are doing because we are so sensitive to the little that we have. So our reference point is always protecting that little that we have and look at anybody else as a threat to that thing that we have. And that is true for both blacks and whites and Hispanic and everybody. That's the human nature. This is not about racism right now. Absolutely not. Where racism comes, comes, comes in place, you know, is, is when there is no vision, when there is no, you know, ability to look distant and see the possibilities there, and then we find a scapegoat. We find someone who is the one that's cost us to be worthy. But that is not true. That's why, you know, the, the topic of racism is so, is so well charged. It has so many parts to that. To it. There's, no one sol there's no one solution, um, solution, but there's one dominant solution. And that's to create more wealth. Create more wealth. There was a time in the history of the world when there's a lot of prosperity. There's wealth everywhere. Okay, there's a lot of charities, there's a lot of giving, you know, the, the value of money is so high, you can buy a lot of things. But what has happened is that over the course of the years, as population started increasing, the, you know, the passion for creativity, you know, has kind of dulled down because there's so much money there. There's so much wealth. There's no impetus to create things anymore. So the reserve that we all have all over the world was being gradually depleted by the increasing population. And so we are now at a point, and, and coupled with that, are leaders who, instead of you know, being created to take care of their population, those people who are underneath them, leaders of nations, leaders of companies, leaders of you know, churches, leaders of, uh, of businesses, you know, they started to take care of themselves. So they, they repeat that, they, they repeat that, that's, that's some cycle of crazy cycle I just described from, from, you know, lack of wealth to hoarding to division to to suspicion to you know relationship problem and all those things that can lead to anarchy really you know so leaders in different levels not only leaders of nation but leaders of two or three or four or five when that happens naturally what we do is just enclose ourselves in this small shell of protection so that the little that we have is not taken away. Okay? And the world will remain in that cycle if we continue to have that kind of mindset. You know? 
The, the reason for the voice of the VIP came from my own in seeking, searching deep down to myself. That life, you know, is abundant. It's out there, but I need to go and test it. I need to go and find out what part of that is mine. God did not create any all of us to be in a perpetual poverty, perpetual deficit. No. When God created Adam with the world, if, if you're a Christian and if you're listening to me, you, 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 you know about, about God, you know about creation and just like that. God created everything that Adam would need to live a prosperous, peaceful, and profitable life. God created them in the first, six, in the first five days. And on the sixth day, God just placed Adam in there and said, Go, just go, increase, multiply, occupy, govern, you know, you have the authority. Name the animals what you want. Go ahead and do them. God set that thing in motion. But as we all know, something came into Adam's mind that is distorted God's promise to him and believed the lie. And that lie has been passed on to all of us. Any one of us struggling with being able to go, increase, multiply, and govern He's still been infected by that lie. Okay? Because it's a lie. It's not true. So the condition of the world today is not far from what I just described. In fact, that's exactly what it is. People, the population of the world is increasing 7.4 billion now. But the wealth of the world is at 20% of its potential. So there must be a way that God has already given us for us to up-level the wealth of this world so that we can reflect the true beauty and image of God who said to Adam, go increase, multiply, govern, occupy. That word was true then, it's true now, it will always be true. So the question is, how do you get that? How do you get into knowing how to go, what to create, what to multiply, what you where to occupy. How do you do that? That's a big question. That is evading leaders all across the board because if they knew, the world will not be in the place where it is today. The world is poor right now. There's a poverty of the world. That's what is showing. All this relationship problem of racism and Economic problem is, is all symptoms of the deeper poverty of the world. And that's what aches my heart. That leaders who, you know, God has placed in these positions, instead of being sacrificial enough to, to bring the populace up by information, by, by using their gift and talents. You know, they are not able to do that. They are just taking over themselves. And that's all across the board. All over the world. That's why you have people leaving some nations and emigrating to other nations. Immigrating to other nations because the leaders in those nations, they have looted the treasury. And they have no clue how to create things that people can buy. I mean, 
even if the Federal Reserve or the or the World Bank or whatever it is that the central bank of all the world is getting, you know, is is going to be in deficit. You know, and here in United States, you know, money is being given here, money is given there, you know, what do you call it? Um, uh, stimulus checks here and there, you know, money just given all over. Where is that money coming from? It's creating deficit somewhere. And if there's no new creative, innovative way to create exponential wealth that will grow faster than the rate of the population, the world is going to be in this situation for a very long time. And that's not what God intended. And my purpose is to bring that alertness into our heart and our mind and to wake up that part of our being that is necessary to be alive to the truth of beauty, of, 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 of wealth, of new wealth. And, and that is in the conscience. Okay? That is in the conscience because the conscience is there telling us exactly what is wrong. But our minds have been so clouded by anxiety, by fear, by concern, by uncertainty, insecurity of what I described earlier and has brought us into this shell that, you know, we don't want to die. We, we, I mean, we don't want to die. I mean, if you don't have food for three or four days, you're going to die. I mean, if you don't have a place to live for, you know, if, if you used to live in a, in a very nice place, but you don't have a, a place to live anymore, you expose yourself to diseases and, and weather. And, you know, diseases can come and that person can pass. If you don't have a job where you can go and earn income, you know, so this is a, this is a description of what we are afraid to lose our lives. We are afraid to lose our possession. We are afraid to, be, to get in debt, in deficit. But if you look at the history of the world, that deficit is exactly what caused prosperity. God can operate under any circumstances if we believe in him and if we are willing to align with him. That is the message of the VIP, the vision of wealth, of beauty, of peace and profit and prosperity, and the intention to back it up. Just like God did. That's how God created the world. God had his vision. He was intentional about it. And it came to being. When God spoke, you know, God's vision, intent, and purpose were all in play at the same time. There was no gap in them. They became exactly what God said. And we have the ability to do that as well. But we can't do it until we go down to the level of the conscience. So I'm I'm starting a, a new um, a new uh, I'm creating a course on how to treat your conscience well. Because it has to be, you have to begin from there. We can't skip that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity to make quick money and 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 and, and make money and then have that. 
good life and travel and all those things. Yes, but but what are you gonna do with that with that deficit in the conscience? Because it's from the conscience that you have the 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 clarity of who you really are. And if you don't live in the in the skin that God has given you, and you are living in the skin of some, you are living so you can't have a fulfillment in life. You know, so money without fulfillment is not money. It's, it's, it's a cost. God wants us to create things based on a thing that intelligence has given us. He wants us to create because it's through that creativity that will make the world a better place to live. If you just take a bunch of money and just splash it all over the world, it's not going to grow. <coughs> the money is not going to grow by itself. But when you when you teach, train, inspire, motivate someone about certain particular gift and talent that you have, that is a seed that is going to grow and you're going to make a lot more money than any quick money can make. Okay? So, we are now in that series of clouded faces. And Clouded faces is an euphemism for the, the mask we put on our faces. Okay? And I'm saying that that mask is a symptom. Because if if the man is an iceberg of a person, let's just assume that, you know, and this is a wealthy, beautiful, peaceful, prosperous man that God has created in his own image, who has a capacity and ability to go and increase, multiply, and do all the things that God's plan. But now he's putting on a, a mask on his face that wasn't there at the beginning. So what I'm saying is that that mask is a symptom of something <coughs> that we can't just, you know, wish and hope that it's going to go away. It's a symptom of a, of, of a, of a virus, of a, of a you know, um, COVID-19 that nobody can even see. But it's terrorizing the whole humanity all across the world. That we can't hug each other. We can't shake hands. We can't kiss. We can't smile. We can't, we can't take all those things out that reflect the beauty of the glory of God. You know, those things have been diminished. So the danger is that we're going to get content with that. We're going to just wait out for this for this vaccine to come, which, you know, is the right thing to do. We need to get a vaccine for it, and God is going to give us the wisdom. But God is saying something deeper than that. God is not going to destroy the image of, that, of himself. No, God is not going to do that. God is not going to bring an end to his own race, human race that he, that he created. Only humans can do that. Only humans can bring an end to humans. God's not going to do that. And, and the clarity face that God is giving is, a, is, is, is like, a, it's like a symptom that God's asking, look in the mirror. That clarity is a mirror. It's a mirror of, of what? Abraham, what are you saying? The clarity face, the mask we put on our face, the mirror. I say, yes. Mirror of what? It's a mirror of our mind. Something created that virus. Okay, God did not create it. It did not happen by chance. It is the action, activity, 
of mankind over a period of time that has created it. Okay? Whether it's an individual, whether it's by chance, whether it's an experiment, whether it's intentional, whatever it is, it's the work of the human hand that has created this virus. And the clarity faith is saying that look in your soul as a collective humanity. You know, you know what God is not talking to, to you know, all of us. God is talking to us individually, but first of all, He's talking to us generally speaking as a human race, as humanity. That look into your soul. There's something in the way you do things and how you do things that is causing problems all over the world. And the virus and the racial problem is just some of them. There are so many other problems that are still underneath the iceberg that God is giving us warning, like a yellow light. You know, that is be cautious, okay? Pay attention to what is happening in your soul because that's where the wealth is going to come from. If you're going to close this gap, of what design the future and where we are now, it has to come from the soul. That's all that God gave us. That's where we have the intellect, the will, and the emotion. That's where we are going to be able to create something new that is going to generate more wealth in the world that will erase this difference we are talking about. You know, because God has done everything that he has to do, and he's still doing it. And part of what he's doing right now is giving us the awareness that human race, look into your soul. So that's what is happening with the clouded mind. And now we are having clouded, with clouded face, we are now having clouded mind. There's a lot of worries in our heart, my friends. A lot of worries, a lot of anxieties, a lot of, a lot of insecurities, you know that we are now finding somebody to blame for all the things that are in the world. Let's look at the world as not somebody is causing it to us. Let's look at it as our own responsibility, God-given responsibility, that we have the ability and the capability to do something about what we are experiencing in the world today. And that's what the voice of the VIP is all about. And not just to speak about it, but also to create solutions to help us navigate that gap and create wealth, abundance world through the transformation that we are going to experience within. If you want to know more about it, please visit www.abrahamjoseph.co. You will see a copy of the VIP Christian and you can purchase it or you can get a free download. And also, please also wait for um, when this course is going to be released. Okay, this course is going to be how to treat our conscience well. It begins from there, my friends. And the result is beautiful. You can describe it. Okay, it's so beautiful, so powerful, so peaceful that no money can match it. You know, money is just, you know, some of the products of what is now hard but it's not just about money it's so it's so beautiful so inexpressible so attractive 
and so persuasive. That is what it costs. Treat your conscience well. It's going to, it's going to, you know, give you that result you're going to get from that. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but in the meantime, please visit www.abrahamjoseph.co and get acquainted with some of the materials we have in there. Um, <clears throat> my fellow leaders, we are, we are all in this together. Okay. I know that you are seeking ways to make the life, the, the, the life of your community better. I'm here as your external arm of, of fellowship, of partners, uh, so that we can work together and make the world a better place to live. Until next time, my friends, may you have a VIP day. Uh, may you do things well. May you feel well. May you think well as a VIP. Thank you very much.